Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. So do remember, guys, before we get cracking with today's episode, the more you like, the more you subscribe, the bigger, the badder the guests are getting. It's one of the reasons today's show has got such amazing guests is because more people are liking and more people are subscribing. Hello, welcome to Man Baggage. My name is Russell Kane, the one that looks like Nick Grimshaw, but with less charisma. And I'm here with Man Baggage. It is the safe space where I get men to empty their baggages, their minds, and we discuss the stuff that's messing up men. The list is so long that I struggle to even pick highlights of the things we've discussed. All the stuff you would expect, ladies. And I say ladies because the big surprise over the four or five years of me doing these shows is how many women download this frigging stuff. That, to me, is a testament not to, like, toxic masculinity and the conversation men are desperate to have around it. It's a testament to how desperate women are for answers of why the hairy Neanderthal in the corner is clicking like on her best mate's bikini pic. Why? Well, that we have discussed that several times. Why are men fucked up about height, income, bicep size? Why do we top ourselves more than women? Why, why, why? There's so many questions. And uh, that's what we get together in this space to discuss. I get one or two men every time I drill deep into their skull and we find what comes out. And uh, I've got two amazing guests today, both brilliant comics. Uh, I've worked with both of them a fair few times uh, on all the media, you know, um, radio, TV, stage. I'm joined by Bobby Mayer, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, I wouldn't even know how, I wouldn't even know how to categorise your stand-up. That's a good thing. That's what people said about me when I started as well. How would you categorise your stand-up comedy? Um, jokes that I wish were longer about subjects I wish I didn't think about. <laughs> that is almost like a really good title for a show. You know, we have a title for a show that's slightly too long, but very funny. Yeah. That's the one. Uh, well, it's not just Bobby. We're getting a, another uh, strong voice on the pod today. I've got Tez Ilias in the house. Tez, thank you very much for dropping in. How are you, man? I'm good, bro. How are you doing? Yeah, we've uh, we've worked together on a number of things. We even shared a packed lunch recently over at Channel 4. Yes. You came in talking about your bits and pieces. Then you've come back in doing stand-up and doing comedy on the show as well in the in the one o'clock view section. So we really have been warming each other's seats recently. How are you? What How's it all going? Are you touring? Um, I just came off my tour in December and then I'm heading back out for another week in July. Uh, but I'm just chilling at home. I mean, it's Ramadan at the moment, so 
I try and take it a bit easier and just like travel a bit less and stuff. So just yeah. just for the ignorant people out there like me, yeah. When can you eat until and when can you start? Is it literally sunrise and sunset? And what what did like if there was a tiny bit of the sun still like showing, would I be allowed to just have like a crumb of sandwich, or does it fully have to disappear off the horizon? So you have to stop eating. It's about two hours before sunrise, so it's before the morning prayers, which tend to be before sunrise. So it's about at the moment, it's about 3 a.m. Uh, and then you can start eating at sunset. Uh, and I and we usually go by whatever the scientists say is sunset. So sometimes you can be like, it doesn't seem that dark outside, but Wait the British sciencey people are saying it's sunset. So so are you saying like Cornish Muslims have to work harder because their sunset's later? No, <laughs> Scottish Muslims have to work harder because their sunset is like half an hour after London. Is that right? Like in Glasgow, for example, sunset will be at like 8.45 and in London it's 8.15. Yeah, but they're still up at 3am drinking so they can always uh, always have a cake at that point. Yeah. I mean, I'm not sure how much alcohol you're allowed to drink during Ramadan. I'm guessing it's just wine and beer, no spirits. <laughs> Usually it's none, but yeah. <laughs> so anyway, it'll be the easiest thing in the world for me to drill into these two very interesting male, male brains for us. Go, oh, you know what men, yeah, it's because women be like. But this is where we have a point of difference. I always make sure I have a strong female voice, a female auditor to calibrate a house of lords slash ladies to sort of just ponder on any truths we think we've come up with and any gender generalities we think we've found. And I, I, honestly, I've been watching this lady rise up and up and up so far. She's probably got altitude sickness and blood pouring out of her ears. She's a, a writer, a comic actress, a comedian, very funny lady. The range is ridiculous. You'll see her on like some really sort of boundary pushing BBC Three sketch show, but then you'll see her like hanging out with Ant and Deck the next minute. It is, of course, Donna Preston. Donna, how are you doing? Oh, that was a lovely intro. Thank you, Russell. <laughs> That proper warm my heart. No, I'm really good, actually. I think I've got the shits today, but apart from that, I'm all right. That's really going round at the moment, isn't it? I think so, yeah. Well, yeah, but silver lining, hopefully I'll lose a couple of pounds. Yeah, the lining's not likely to be silver if it's that bad. Yeah, that's true, <laughs> that's true. Apart from that, all good. Well, as we've kicked off with a poo joke, uh, yeah. it's a good point for me to introduce today's topic, which is maturity. Pull my finger, listen to this, too good to miss, da-da-da-da-da-da. <laughs> Maturity <laughs> is what I want to talk about today. Something that eludes some men their whole lives. Uh, maturity is the state of having reached a stage of full or advanced development. Now, I can already hear the chin-stroking Shoditcherati saying, you know, we're constantly developing. Life is a permanent development. But what I'm talking about here is when we get to a stage of development that we would sort of call a mature person. We know this happens later in men than women it's i would love to debate it in a gender doesn't exist and it's all up for grabs tape we but this shit unfortunately twitter can be measured and all the evidence suggests that the part of the at least the part of the lobe in the brain that deals with empathy really being able to understand how someone else is feeling risk taking moderating your actions and impulsiveness that stops growing in women because it's fully finished growing at the very latest 21 in men 46 <laughs> So it takes us 46 years before we... I'm going to tip that jelly down my mate's pants to see what will happen. <laughs> Bobby, what, Bobby, I mean, you're, I'm guessing you're not 46 years old. So, 36 years old. So how do you feel knowing that, given that you're a, you know, a working person with responsibilities and a family, that you've got 10 years left of emotional well, development? <laughs> I actually didn't know that statistic before right now, and I, that makes me feel great, because sometimes... 
I mean, if we're talking about maturity, I find it difficult, like, to define the word specifically. And I guess I think of maturity as, like, selflessness mixed with, like, less impulsiveness. Mm-hmm. And uh, if, if my brain is still developing, that feels, that's great. That's, like, inspiring information. Because I do feel like every year I get a little less selfish and a little less impulsive and sl- have slightly more structure in my life. Yep. And yeah, the idea that I, I don't have to do anything and my brain will do more is great. And uh, so what do you think of that? I mean, you'll, you'll have, um, I'm guessing like me, older men in your family, granddads and uncles, hard as nails, that all of a sudden start crying at Bambi when they're in their 70s. This is not a coincidence. Men emotionally develop and broaden out very, very, very slowly. How would you say you're doing? <laughs> I'm also with Bobby that I'm very happy that I've still got some growth to go because I don't if someone said to me you're supposed to be fully matured by now and I know that I'm like yeah, I'm not that guy and I'm 39 so I've got three years on Bobby um, so I'm, I'm very very happy that I've got, I've got seven years worth of excuses left um, to my family and friends and be like well the thing is I'm not fully mature yet and I've still got seven more years to go uh, so yeah I, I'm very much going to take advantage of that. So you can see my issue here, Donna. I, know, I normally start this podcast with the same question every time. Are men more blurt than women? But on this occasion, I'm going to have to slightly tweak it and say, is a 46-year-old man still less mature than a 46-year-old woman? Are women always more mature than men? I mean, even in the right. nursing home. And by the way, one last stat to lay on you, Donna, before you answer. The decade of a man's life where he's most likely to leave a long-term partner and go off on a shagging adventure... His 70s. Right. That's really wonderful to know, isn't it? I'm getting really excited now. You know, I just, I just find it really interesting, the fact that I should be mature at my age. I'm 30, 36, I think. 36, I think. Whatever, it doesn't, it's irrelevant. Yeah, yeah, 20, 26 um, according like, to Wikipedia. Tw- yes. Oh, same, really? Same. Oh, okay, we were great. We were born on the same day um, 26 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> but I just think, like, okay, it, am I am I mature? I don't think I am, because what is mature? Like, yeah, I feel like, is it getting your shit together? Is it buying a house? Is it having a family? I don't want that. Well, I do want a house, but, like, what what is mature? What does yeah. mature mean? It's a good but, like, point. Say, for example, but, but you, Bobby, right? This yes. is nothing against you as a person. What a start what? to a sentence. Oh, God, here we go. But do you think you're kind of feeling mature-er now because you're settled, you've got a little baby, you're with Harriet? Does she guide you in the right direction as her being a woman? Do you think that helps? I don't know if that's like... Just having more responsibility definitely makes me... like. I can no longer, like, wake up at 11.30 in the morning and just do whatever I want to do. Now you wake up at 8 in the morning and there's a a, a slight amount of structure heaved upon my day. (laughs) And and I can't think about myself the whole time. But whether it's having a kid gives me more responsibility, but if it wasn't a kid, it would be something else. Um, So, yeah, that's, that's... Probably the answer. Again, yeah, I think 
Russell, we need to we need to define what maturity yeah. means. Well, because it's not is it responsibility? This is the thing I just don't get it. Donna is defining uh, maturity so as as having passed a certain number of milestones that society thinks you should pass. That's one way we yeah. could look at maturity. But they, you know, there are sixty five mm. year old people traveling the world with vegan dreadlocks, doing whatever the hell they want, and still the same as when they were at uni. The part I was actually talking about emotional and spiritual maturity particularly sort of I think Bobby used some great terms selflessness empathy the ability to see the other side those things seem to come to men a lot later not all men and not all women obviously you've got some women who will be laughing at farts in their 60s and some men who are so mature at 21 but the broad statistics would suggest you're more likely to be masturbating into a sock in a studio flat aged 40 if you're a man going I think I've lost my way. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's just the stats. <laughs> I, think, I think I've reached some sort of spiritual maturity, Russell, because I, I, go, to, I go to the mosque for communal prayers. Mm-hmm. And because it's Ramadan at the moment, we do really long communal prayers at nighttime. And um, I've now started getting annoyed at the, at the young lads, the teenagers who start chatting behind while the imam's praying. And I, and I figured it out last night. I think it's less to do with the fact that I feel like it's offensive uh, spiritually. And I think I feel more empathy with the fact that the imam is essentially a performer. He's 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 performing, and he's got and he's got people in the audience chatting away. And so, as a fellow performer, I'm like that's that's actually quite rude. Um, I, would, I would love the imam to turn around and just do some heckle put downs. I think we need some um, prayer bounces. Yeah, he does. Just turn around and be like, "Who's chatting? Why are you chatting? You can go. Out, you can go. If you want to chat, you can go outside, lads." Yeah, no that's flash what, photography, no yeah. talking, and we will not be serving food. Obviously, yeah. <laughs> Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Well, okay, let me put it another way. Do you think... I think I already know the answer to this, but do you think, Donna, that men become more immature when they're surrounded by other men and that when men are surrounded by women, they tend to be lifted up more, which would be more evidence for women being more mature than men? Or do you think it can also happen when the girls are all together? They can be quite immature as well. 
Do you know what? I'm going to be honest here. I don't go out much and I don't really <laughs> hang out with a lot of people. So therefore, I don't really know why I'm on this podcast. So I, I actually hang around with like sort of like five gay men and it's just me. So I just feel like, I don't know. I feel like we're all, I don't know. It's a very, we we all kind of blend in together and one and grow together and it's beautiful. And so I don't see that other side, but it's a scary situation out there. That's all I'm saying. And I'm actually, uh, this is horrible to say, I'm just going to get it out there as well. Um, I'm very anti-men because of of you know, past and previous experiences. So I'm I'm very much like, oh, my God, they're all immature twats. No, thank you. On your bike. Yeah. So I want to I wanna know more, basically, today. This is for me to ed- ed- educate myself, so thank you. Well, till age 46, you're bang on, Tess. Yeah. <laughs> what I'll say is, if I'm in a position of responsibility, then I do act mature. For example, if I'm looking after my nieces and nephews and we're going out somewhere, I act very mature and very strict and stuff. But as soon as I'm in a position where I feel like there's one other person who <laughs> should be taking responsibility in a situation, I regress into a teenager. Yeah. So if I'm out with the lads yeah. and I'm like, right, that's I'm not the person taking responsibility. If I'm in a group of adults, there is no way I would assume the authority position. Uh, interesting. I think I do that as well. Bob, Bobby, what about yeah. you? Do you think once once you're amongst male company, you're more likely to be... I mean, we still like farts. Me and my friends still like farts. Still. No uh... Still, it's legs disgusting. legs up, birthing position, and whee, no, it's p- particles of poo popping. I don't know out. anyone disgusting. that does that other than you, Russell. <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> anything, anything, you're acting like that's a, like that's something we're all doing. Nobody else anything is doing immature. that. <laughs> anything, anything sort of that we should have grown out of age twelve it, it, with enough alcohol, we do, or, or just with enough men. I don't see my childhood friends really anymore. So maybe the difference is you still have these connections with people like i'm still like it's not like i'm just living the like some like adult life now like i think what what tez said where it's like if i if harriet's not here and i wake up and have to take care of my kid i am so like a responsible parent but parent but if harriet's here and she wakes up first is taking care of the kid and then asks me to do something i'm just like oh i don't want to fucking do anything <laughs> yeah like the second i have an out where i don't where someone else could do it i'm like Ugh. but if i'm alone and it's just me then i'm fine and i'll play with the kid all day and feel like i'm really oh i haven't even i haven't even checked my podcast statistics today on my podcast wow i'm not thinking about my career i'm thinking about my child but then by the time four o'clock comes the kid will been awake for like 30 minutes and i'm quite bored and i'm like time for another nap and the kid's just staring at me like there is no way i should be going to sleep right now and i'm like i really think you should try to go back to sleep i am bored and i want to look at my phone um there was one study that said immature behavior can sometimes be a defense uh, mechanism so when things get too difficult and a person feels vulnerable defense mechanisms kick in as a way of self-preservation regression is a return to childlike behavior as a way to avoid adult-like reality and responsibility do you ever do that donna i mean i've i've definitely been in a meeting where it's all turned serious and then i'll do like a stupid voice or do something really immature or draw a cock, <laughs> yeah. draw a cock on a notepad and show it to a producer you know just to break the tension but i suppose it might be a bit of self-preservation now 
Yeah. I mean, I'm, I always say about meetings now, I just go, margaritas. And they all, they all go, okay then. So we all get absolutely fucking hammered. And then we all <laughs> like, act like twats. So that's all right. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, I just, I don't even know if I'm mature though. I'm, I, I'd like to know if I am. But yeah, but that is the question. What is mature? Like, I've got my shit together. I'm happy. But then I can I can down half a bottle of tequila and have three days in the toilet. So, <laughs> sounds like what is par- it? Sounds like a party to me. Yeah, it's uh, great. I, I was going to say to this, let's move it. Like the, there are positive sides, aren't there, to what you call immaturity? If we change the words to childlike, I know a lot of my friends who have lost that ability to be not childish. Both would form under not being fully mature, but in a positive way, childlike. So I can still fully, like, when I do voices, sometimes I, f- I feel like forget that I'm just pretending like I become the person like when I was little, particularly when I'm on stage. But I can also do that in, in real life when I'm playing with my daughter and doing dress-up and stuff like that. There are some good things. You know, it'd be boring if we were all, like, really stiff adults the whole time, wouldn't it? Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, th- I think about some... Like, if everyone were just a square, that would be a terrible world. Although everything would probably fit in neatly, yeah. but that I think it would be quite boring for everyone. And I think actually, really, people who have immature people in their lives, I think in small doses, they'd really appreciate it. Yeah. And I'm justifying my existence here, but... But you'll have friends that have lost that where you, where you never see that sort of childlike side at all, surely. I mean, I have. Really serious. Yeah, they just have like, dead like, eyes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't have to be a negative thing. They can be completely mature, interesting, engaging, but you couldn't... Imagine them like doing the alphabet with a burp or something. You just can't imagine it. I can get to T, by the way. It's just the joy of being 11 again, just for a second here and there throughout the day. It's good, surely. I've got a cousin who was such a wild child and now he will not be out the house past 9pm. Like he didn't come out on his brother stag do, his own brother stag do because he'd finish at 11. But why? Has he got agoraphobia? I don't or know. I don't know. He was. He was. I think he has that fear of like it's all or nothing for him. He's either a party animal, wild child, or he has to be super mature and responsible, and he can't find that balance in between. I mean, he's the sort of kid that just take a hammer into school to start a fight. Like he was a proper wild child, and now he's like, now nah, if I'm out of the house by nine p.m., then it's either yeah, it's all or nothing for him, and he can't find that balance. Which I found fascinating. That's pretty good. I mean, but that's like an addiction, though, isn't it? Yeah, maybe he's got an addictive personality. Yeah. The hammer thing sounds quite concerning. I mean, maybe he just... <laughs> yeah, yeah I mean, it was. We just skimmed out. off that, there were a couple of, <laughs> I mean, there were a couple of nights... He was, so, he was such a funny lad, like, because he would... Like, there was one day he, would, like, he took a hammer into school and hit someone over the head. But at the same time, he was reading Harry Potter, and I don't think his friends knew that. So he was a real juxtaposition of a lad. I think he yeah. might be terrified of his own urges to kill. Did he? And, uh, <laughs> did he shout? Did he shout Expelliarmus as he wielded the hammer? <laughs> that, no, that confirmed the, sm- the smoking hammer. Yeah. <laughs> God, is there anything J.K. Rowling can't ruin? Um, but oh, do you think, as comedians, we're talking about immaturity in its positive sense now? This ability to slip into play, childlikeness, which is a blessing. Like, you know, we're in the minority of, of adults that can do that. Uh, very often it's not three comedians in fact it mostly isn't comedians on on this podcast but today I do have three comics do you think you have to be a bit underdeveloped immature in an important way in order to do what we do for a living yes you have to be on some level to be a a low-key type figure surely 
Yeah. Yeah. I think we're all pining for our childhood, possibly. We all just want to release our inner child and just be, play all day, because that's what essentially what we do. I mean, this is quite serious. Yeah. This is a serious <laughs> chat, isn't it? Yeah. I've lit my farts and burnt the alphabet. I'm trying. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, I had, before, before I transitioned into full-time comedy, I had a proper serious job at the home office, nine till seven every single day. Doing what? Different things. So I, I helped organise the Olympics. I worked on asylum policy, I worked in counterterrorism, I worked in the modern slavery unit, stopping modern slavery, all that sort of Damn, stuff. Banter and I central. Just, <laughs> yeah, and I was just like, you know what, this is it's too serious, this. I have to get up at 8am to get to work and stuff. So I slowly transitioned and I cultivated a career <laughs> that didn't have to get up till 1pm and work two hours a day because that I was like, I was it's not even though it was very worthy work, I just wasn't suited to I it. Like, I like the way that your main concern with working in counter-terrorism and anti-slavery was the earliness of the start. Not any yeah, of the harrowing just, stories. It was, <laughs> no, it was like, what, what is it that you don't like about this job? And I was like, you know what? If... If they could just set bombs off after 6pm, that would honestly... I went, I, would on a be re- more... I went on a research visit to Kabul, and every day they made it up at 7. Kabul itself, lovely. Yeah, it's just, just too... Just... If the terrorists could start later in the day, I would honestly stay on in, exactly. I would that... stay on in the job, but it's just too early for me. That's always stopped me being radicalised. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If they were, if they were nocturnal, oh, no, no, no. I'd be up for it, but they're just... They're just morning birds, aren't they? It's not my thing. So, well, I mean, I, I, I've been a bit sort of provocative, Bobby, but do, do you not think on some level that immaturity is funny and that that is why it's good in our profession and, and also why I think, if, being honest, sometimes women are forced to suppress probably a lot of those traits that they've got themselves because it's perceived as not sexually attractive to be immature and funny. Well, to me, I'm not most men. I'm me, and I'm, I'm married to a comedian who's... Uh, like, the only thing I find annoying about my wife, really, is when she's quite serious. I find that really boring. And it'll always be she's serious about things that I'm like, do we really need to have this tone of seriousness right now? Like, can we just have a good time? Like, so, I mean, I'm coming from a place of not caring enough, and then she probably balances that out by caring too much about minute details of our life. Maybe most men think they want some serious lady, but then once you're with somebody for a while, you're like, wow, this serious lady is fucking boring. Hmm. You know, so I, I, I don't know. That's I've always been really attracted to kind of creative, fun people. Hmm. I mean, like, like Bobby says, we're not obviously for normal people by any stretch, Donna. Yeah. But, but Donna, you must have felt that pressure in your life. As it, I'm seeing now, I've got a little six-year-old girl and she's the silliest, funniest, provocative, most immature, you know, the pretending to be a three-year-old and you see the pressure start on girls quite young you know, you mm. just, even now in 2020 you know, comport yourself properly but you know you be a lady but you're a girl i've heard one of my one of the nanas or aunts saying you're a girl you shouldn't be going on doing a poo song on the on the alexa alexa play poo songs you're a little girl little girls don't say and i heard it said to her so it's like a forced suppression of that childlike immature part of yourself as a woman is it's, it's put out a lot that message isn't it yeah, I guess so. I guess so. And also, I, I find it, like, um, interesting, like, on dating apps as well, when guys go, I don't want to take... I don't want someone who takes life too seriously. I, I want... <laughs> uh, you know, we get that all the time, but then when you meet up with them, I mean, it might just be my personality, and it's pro- it probably is, or the way I look or whatever, but they do actually say, you, you're a bit too much. And I go, oh, okay. It's like, oh, well, I, I, I don't really take life too seriously, but that's what you wanted. Yeah. So what do you want? I don't know. 
Anyway. You know what it is? Because there is there is a, a power, I think, in funniness, particularly funniness that comes out of being immature. So you're like, I don't have to follow the rules. I'm just a crazy man. I'm the clown man at the bar that makes all the girls laugh. And when a girl turns up and she's as funny as you, a lot, not, not us, okay? We're comics and we love funny people. But a lot of men, they wouldn't like to admit it, but they are threatened by that, in my opinion. Yeah, they are, aren't they? But, I mean, what do you do about that? We're just, we're just funny people. Nothing. We have conversations like this. We shake up the narrative and we keep, we keep talking. That's all we can yeah. do. Okay, guys, we're going to take a break there. We'll be back with part two with more discussions on I just farted maturity. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you.